summits in Philadelphia, and we are towards the end of Mikhtav Ches in Or Yisrael. The Mikhtav where Yisrael establishes his great thesis over here of how to make the Cheshun of Averis and Mitzvahs, Kalas and Kvedas, that <clears throat> Mitzvahs are rewarded based on the uh, level of difficulty and ease, and the reward is directly proportional to the level of difficulty, inversely proportional to the level of ease. And with Averis, it's the opposite. The the Einish, the punishment of an Aver, is inversely proportionate to its difficulty in overcoming it. So the more difficult, the less punishable. The less difficult to not do that Aver, the more you're going to be punished. But we threw in this twist, the great twist, which was Kalas and Kvedas are measured not by the Basher Husham, actually, how difficult is, easy it is for me right now, but how the Rebbeinu Shalolim created me. And you can have an Aver that was easy, that you made difficult, you're still going to be judged in very brutal ways if it's easy. That's brutal. You can have a mitzvah that was very difficult, but I made it very easy for myself. I'm going to be rewarded in an unbelievably disproportionate way. It's going to work to my advantage. Now, Rabbi uh, Saul, in the closing few paragraphs over here, returns to his opening question and Maimur Chazal that he quoted. Um, is that the Iker, the, the, the primary um, argument of Rabbi Saul has already been established. Um, now, based on the principles that he has put together over here, he returns to his opening question. Remember, we we started off with a question. He started off with quoting a medrash that says Chadashim Gam Yishanim, referring to different epochs in history. The Chadashim and the Yishanim, Yishanim, Yishanim were old uh, previous generations. Chadashim were current generations versus the previous ones. It was the the generation, the Tekufa of the of the Shvatim or the Klaisel and the Trium versus the Avis. That's the Chadashim Klapi Yishanim. There was the Bais Sheni as opposed to the Bais Rishon, that's Chadoshim versus Yishonim. There was the Amayroim, Negadet Hanoim, Chadoshim versus Yishonim. He brought in the measures that established such a relationship. And then he asked his question, Rabbi Yisrael, if we remember all the way in the beginning of this Mechtov, he asked a question on the order of the Haggad of Pesach Matzimor, the order of Gamliel. The Kol Shaloi Amru, Shaloi Shadvarim Elu Lal Pesach, Le'ezei Le'chayvase, Pesach Matzimor. His question was that they're out of chronological order. It should be Pesach, or it should be Mor or Pesach Matzah, or Pesach Mor or Matzah. Mor comes before the Matzah. The Mor is the Shibun. That chronologically, starkly comes first. And the Matzah is the Geula, leaving Mitzrayim, that comes second. Why is it out of order? So now he's going to finally get back to that. It says that we saw Nimtu Lefizah. Three paragraphs from the end of the Mikhtav. Comes out. Masha Magdil Bechinas HaMitzvahs Hainu Bechinas HaKvetis. That which magnifies our reward for mitzvahs. If you want to know what are the mitzvahs that I should go for that are going to give me the greatest reward, that are going to have the biggest payoff, the biggest jackpot. Now, again, let's, let's take a step backwards over here. The uh, mitzvahs have kvedas and kalas. Kalas are the easy ones to do and the kvedas are the difficult ones to do. And each one has like a mile and a chisarin. And you have to look at all the properties and decide what the situation calls for, whether you're going to try to shoot for the callus or the kvedas. It's interesting, earlier, Rabbi Yisrael gave us advice that we should go for the callus and not for the kvedas. And that was when Rabbi Yisrael was telling us how, what, what the approach to Elul has to be. Elul, as we approach Rosh Hashanah, is a time to make changes. And the change is, 
you know, to, to um, transform ourselves, make ourselves people that have different lifestyles, different approaches to, to our Sidre Achaim that we've had till now. So Elul is about change. Rosh Hashanah, we want to make a significant change. So it's interesting, when it comes to making a change, Rabbi Yisrael actually advises us in the middle of the Mikhtav that what should we look for in terms of the mitzvahs? We should look for the Kalas, not the Kvedas. Because Rabbi Yisrael said that's sustainable, that's approachable, that's something that's easy to do, that's something that I can grab onto and, and I will be able to be matzliach over there. That's the Kalas. So Rabbi Yisrael, when it came to, again, guiding us guiding us is where we're going to make real change during Elul, where we're going to make real change approaching Rosh Hashanah, where do we stand the best chances of remaking ourselves, transforming ourselves, that's callous, look for callous. And that's true, that's true, because that's, that's much easier to pull off, look for something that's easy to do. But if you can ask a different question, you're going to get a different answer, based again on Ruby Stroll's thesis over here. If you can ask a question, which mitzvah has the biggest payoff, biggest jackpot? <clears throat> I want to know. Listen, I want to put in, and I'm prepared to put in effort. I'm prepared to expend a lot of energy for this. I'm prepared to work really hard. But I want to, Rabbi, you tell me, you know, if I'm going to work really hard and I'm prepared to, I want to do one mitzvah that's going to give me the biggest payouts. The biggest, biggest payout, the biggest jackpot. So now the rabbi is going to tell me, now Rabbi Yisrael will tell me, look for the kaitis. You take one mitzvah, take a mitzvah that's the hardest mitzvah for you to do. If you do that mitzvah, the reward will be, you know, immense, immense compared to the kalas. The kalas are easier to do. That's going to get me on track. If I'm looking for transformation, go with kalas because that gives me a bridge, a route that's very sustainable and very doable. If I'm looking for a one-time action, something that's going to give me a tremendous payout, something I can, like yesh kaina ilamay b'shah echad, that I I can achas, that I I I can I can um, with one mitzvah get get a get, hit the jackpot, get a tremendous payout. Then you'll advise me to go for the kvetas. And, and so it's all you know with this dichotomy over here. And again, they're both emes. Depends what our approach is. He 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 returns to uh, the discussions at hand, and he says. When we're looking for the jackpot mitzvah, what's going to have the biggest payout? That's going to be the kvedas. I'm sorry. The mitzvah that's going to give you the biggest reward is going to be the kvedas. The ones that are the hardest to do have the biggest payout. And that is the same property that diminishes my um, accountability, my punishment, excuse me, when it comes to averis. So, the same property, which is the difficulty, which gives me a, a bigger pay, a bigger reward, when it comes to mitzvahs, makes it less of a, diminishes the, the difficulty factor when it comes to averus. One mitzvah that comes with great difficulty, one mitzvah that I, I really make this breakthrough, and I, I do something which is so difficult, so hard, so challenging, and yet I do it anyway, I, I, I push myself to do this mitzvah, I could get a reward that could, could, could you know, outweigh, <coughs> be commensurate to the reward that you get for avoiding many, many easy affairs. Says Rabbi Yisrael, L'zois, based on that, B'mitzrayim roish. In Mitzrayim, where Klai Yisrael were immersed, they were sunk into the 49th level of Tomo. They were in a country that was Shtufezima, that was immoral, that was that was that was um, the hotbed of Tumor. They were in a place where they were just surrounded with Avayazara, with Arias, and 
Not to mention, they were a downtrodden nation. They were a nation that was not at their best up to their game. Everything was Kvedas. The Averis were Kvedas. That means, if you saw saying, the, 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 the Mitzrayim, the situation of Mitzrayim was so schwer, schwer not just physically, but it was schwer, it was difficult spiritually. It's very difficult for Klai to do the right thing. It's not without reason that Klai had sunk to the 49th level of Tumba. It was a place of tremendous difficulty. It was a place where we were just, you know, it's, take Gans Klai and you put them in the middle of, of, of Paris, of Las Vegas, of San Francisco. You know, what do you expect? It was a very, very difficult place. To do mitzvahs in Mitzrayim was extremely hard, extremely challenging. Because of the fairy fact, by virtue of the fact that it was so hard for them to do mitzvahs, and nevertheless, says Rabbi Saul, nevertheless, they did the few mitzvahs that Hashem asked them to, even though it was very difficult, it was very challenging, that's how they were zeichet to the geula. That's how they were zeichet to nisim in the flies, because what they did came with tremendous difficulty. It's an amazing insight Israel gives us. So we're used to, um, we're used to uh, understanding that, you know, they, 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 uh, there was a few things. Even before they did brismila, before they brought the Korn Pesach, now, that's already after the, 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 the Geula began. But even before that, they cried out to God. They dive into the Rebbeinah Shalalim. And Rashi says they, they reconnected with their roots. Tefillah was instituted by the Avis. They got back into davening. In Mitzrayim, they got back into davening. Okay, so, Asatut Mevei, Shreitman, you know, something hurts, you scream. You dive into Rebbeinah Shalalim, something hurts. So we underestimate what was really going on over there. That's what Yisrael's insight is. His, his amazing insight is, his amazing and profound insight, it wasn't so easy to daven in Mitzrayim. They were in the state of Kavadis. They were in a state where, you know, davening is a mitzvah. Davening is, is turning to the Rebbeinah Shalalim. They were in a state, in a matzah, where the, the difficulty in davening Hashem was, was, was extreme, both physically and spiritually. They were, they were so challenged spiritually, yet they still daven to the Rebbeinah Shalalim. He didn't want to dive in Mitzrayim, yes? You're asking how was, how, why did they dive in Mitzrayim? I'm saying it just shows the could show also how difficult You mean you bring a ride from that to the challenges of diving in Mitzrayim? Yeah, very nice, very nice. Um, <clears throat> before we go on, so if you saw us identifying Mitzrayim as, as, an, as um, an era in our history where every, all mitzvahs were get of Kavetis. Why? Because of the environment from Mitzrayim, that Mitzrayim presented itself. So this is um, the, the proof Rabbi Seinu established for me, I mentioned last time, there's a Shiloh, you know, we have Kalas and Kvedas, and Kalas and Kvedas, what's easy and difficult for me is determined by how I was created, not what I did for myself. So we asked a question, <clears throat> which was really the Chakir that was posed by Rabbi Seinu over here. Um, when it wasn't my choice, I didn't open the door to the bad decisions, yet <clears throat> it wasn't how I was wired, it's not part of my natural makeup, it was rather environmental. Environmental factors make me have challenges in certain areas. I'm brought up in a dysfunctional home. Odds are you're going to have some dysfunctionality. You're brought up in a, a drug house. You know, parents who are dealing drugs. Odds are you're going to have challenges with drugs. You're brought up with parents who are alcoholic, you know, it can swing both ways. It can make you more determined not to be alcoholic, or you can have ten alcoholic tendencies. So something that is a result of your environment. Someone else messed you up. Not, it wasn't that you were built that way, but it wasn't also a conscious decision on your part. It was through you know, exposure and environmental elements, is that called Hashem, and therefore it's on the Cheshman of the Ebishter, and that's real Kailas and real Kvedis, 
or is it is it is it your cheshbon? We don't say that the Hashem made you that way. So here we have clear proof that it is the former, not the latter. It's from the Abishter. It's the same way Hakadosh Baruch Hu can make you with a tendency towards greed and glutton, um, or He can make you with a tendency towards 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 um, asceticism and altruism. That's how Hashem made you, so that's going to determine what's cause and case for you. Hashem put you in that environment. Hashem put you in that role. Hashem gave you those parents. Hashem, you know, gave you that class full of bums, you know, that schlepped you into, into who knows what. <clears throat> that's called on the Ebishter's cheshun. That's the Rebbeinu Shalayim made you, and that's not a, that's not considered um, something that, that that came outside of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And again, that's the proof. It's Mitzrayim because Mitzrayim. It was the environment of Mitzrayim did this to the Yidden. The environment put them in a position where it was so hard to dive and so hard to be attuned to Ruchnius. came from the environment of Mitzrayim, which wasn't how they were created, but wasn't their conscious decision, wasn't their deliberate decision. Rebun Yishalim put them in Mitzrayim, therefore it has the getter of Kavetis. So that means, you know, for any Yid, as well for us, it's a little reassuring. If someone has tendencies, bad tendencies, difficulties, and challenges, uh, that he didn't bring on himself, but he wasn't created that way. It came from exposure through household, through friends, through peers. You know, something that happened, certainly something that happened, you know, unaware. He didn't to, to decide to put himself in that situation. That's judged still on the Cheshwa Kosh Baruch That's called, that's part of how the Rebunshal made us. That's on the Rebunshal's Cheshwa, not Er Cheshwa. It was the same same idea. Something that's done, as I, I said, now Badafka wasn't done through a deliberate decision. If you're not a bardas yet, the same thing. If it happened before you were a bardas, before you were really oimed aladas, you're capable of making responsible, mature decisions. There will be the same uh, the same gather. It's rebayna shalaylam kind of um, orchestrated that. Okay. Um, Yes, so Lazois, but Mitzrayim Shay Bikinas Kvis Lamalarish. Mitzrayim says Gavain Azoy Shver, the challenges, the spiritual challenges for Yidin to be Yidin. We're halfway through the paragraph, the third to last paragraph of them. So how you be my dragon is cover the Zakhul and Isim and Flois. Nevertheless, they turned to the Rebina Shalayim, nevertheless they focused on Ruchnius. That's why there was Aikha too. Miracles, amazing wonders, like no one ever saw before. That's what got them out of Mitzrayim, Rabbi Say. What a what a half ladika insight from a Yisrael. Who Maimra Kosov Vatal Shavosim Minho Avoidom and later he's as a Hasidish Pshat in the Psukim now. Based on that Visrol, Visol Salanter, Gatesog and a Hasidish Averter over here. It says Vatal Shavosim Elohim Minho Avoido. Minho Avoido. The cries went up to the Rebinishalaila Minho Avoido. Minho Avoido. Literally, and how do you touch that pasuk? Literally, they were produced from the from the difficulties. Minho Avoido. That's that's why they screamed. That's why, you know, the Gishrigan from the from the Avoido. Ha, but it says Rabbi Yisrael, no, Vatal Shavasim, what allowed the Shavasim to go up? Minho Avoido, it says Gavain the Avoido, made so schwer in Mitzrayim that one Tfilo is so powerful now, one Tfilo is coming with the power of all the disadvantage, all the all the all the obstacles that were thwarting that Tfilo from from, from ever happening, and I dive in, nevertheless, it was the avoid that was trying to prevent that tefillah, that shot that tefillah straight up to the Reboi Nishlam. Wow. You hear? a beautiful shot in the Pasuk. Atash avasim velokim, min ha'avoido. This chuz was the avoido. 
What gave their tefillah this madrigonous gava and nisa that catalyzed Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim? It was the the challenges that they had to work against and making that tefillah, kvedis, look at these kvedis, those mitzvahs, the few mitzvahs they were doing now, and were so qualitative because of the challenges of the of, of the Avodah Shemitzrayim. Hagam show even though they had very few mitzvahs to their credit, you know, a little bit of davening here, the carbon, neinziger carbon, the bris mila. But but um, the, the point was they were coming in the backdrop of such challenge to mitzvahs, so that that little handful of mitzvahs had had exponentially disproportionate weight. Uh, Geshmak of in the Pazik, and 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 um, with that, Rabbi Saul now returns to Pesach Matzah and Moror. Who bizarre says Rabbi Saul, Pesach Matzah and Moror also has to be re understood. It's not about the chronology, it's about Siba and Mesoivov, it's about the catalyst and the effects. Matzah, he agula Mesuvov. Matzah is the product, Matzah is the result, Matzah is the is the um, is the effect that we're looking for? That's the geula. Matzah represents the geula. Moror hashibur asiba. Moror is not again is not part of the story. See, we, when we ask this question, that is out of order. We're asking a question on the story. The story has to be told in order. Can't have chapter three after chapter eleven. The only thing that, that happens after chapter 11 is just you quietly open a new business somewhere. But you can't have the chapters out of order. In, right? You, right? You can't. Anyway. Um, so uh, if we're talking about the story, if we're talking about the story, it's out of order. Because the murder happens before the matzah. So after you saw the murder is not referring to the story. The murder is referring to what to the matzah. The murder is the, was the gasoline. The murder is the catalyst. It's referring to the fact that what allowed the gula to happen, the fact that we were we were so um, in such a bad state of affairs, so low. We were so low in terms of our ruchnius and so challenged, so every little thing had infinite weight, had, had the exponential weight. That's what the mar is over here. The mar was the was the um, the uh, spark. the spark. That's right. The zois move on. Even though, chronologically, yeah, the mar happened first. But when you're talking about the story, it's the other way around. But you're talking about the story. I want to hear the story. I want to hear what happened. Then you'll explain to me how it happened and why it happened. You give me the details afterwards, but that's not part of the story. That's like the end notes. That's in the. Uh, you know, the footnotes. Explain to me, why was it that my tefillah was so powerful? Okay, you'll give me the, that explanation in the footnotes. The murder is the footnotes. The murder is the appendix. Because we're not talking about the story. We're talking about the murder as, as, as it was the, the spark, exactly, that, that factor that made our tefillah so heard on high. But if you want the story, the story is, we were in Mitzrayim, we suffered, we died Hashem, and we, Hashem heard our tefillah, Hashem took us out. Why was it that this tefillah was so powerful? It was the murder that did it. That the murder comes as, as, as a footnote, as an appendix. Very interesting. Um, <coughs> the Baal God is coming to explain what was it that, that in other words, it was a supernatural um, Kabbalah's hat tefillah. It was, was, uh, 
was the tefillah taka brought down, the nisim and the flies, since when can mere prayers of mortals effect the supernatural? Oh, it was because of the moror. Vine. Now he gets back to the other measures from Shia Shirim of the Chadoshim Gam Yashonim. The Mitzrayim Hoyu Bechinas Hakvedis Negada Avis. The Mitzrayim were pointing out that we were Kvedis Negada Avis. The Avis were also exposed to difficulties, but it happens to be that, you know, as we drift further and further and further through history, so what was easy for the Avis, it becomes difficult for the Banim. So something that could be Kal for the Avis was Kvedis. For the bottom, that's that's what he's also getting from that medrash. He's reading his Musa Yisoyed to that, that um, as people become more shvach with the Yeridas Hadoras, so their kalas are become our kvedas because again, environment factors in the tekufa factors in the the state of the the world factors in what's going on with humanity factors in, you know, people that had to deal with COVID, kids who had to go to school during COVID. For them, schools is Kvedas. It's one of the people who went to school before COVID. After COVID, maybe, I don't know. If there isn't after COVID, well, the president said COVID's over, right? It's breaking news. Who? Everybody say, who, who, who? That's a good question. Joe Biden. Who? The World Health Organization. COVID isn't here. No, no, no. Yesterday, he was Machris. He Paskind. Okay. President Biden Paskind that COVID is now over. Um, there's, uh, there's Hulkin. And... Uh, um, it didn't take very long for all, all the, um, the uh, fax news and everyone else to pull out all the statistics, being the fact fake on this declaration. But, but, uh, but according to, according to uh, Yeshua, COVID is now over. But, but uh, let's avoid politics for now. But, but the, the MS is, you know, kids who went, my kids um, who had third grade during COVID, you compare one of my kids who had third grade during COVID, to a kid, they had the same mora. You know, we moved here, one of my kids was in third grade, and two years later, another kid was in third grade that was during COVID. I, I see, you know, it's two different experiences. The mora is an excellent mora, one of the best moras out there. Um, and they had two different ears, these two different daughters of mine, you know. Kvetas um, and Kalas. What they had to deal with in terms of, of uh, the challenges to, you know, you have a school year with nine months out of the year, everything is remote, everything is on the computer, and in the first two or three months, everyone's trying to figure out how to, just how to do that even. Um, this ain't le tire, the differences between the two. So that's something that's always been part of world history. The obvious can deal with the same challenges as the bottom, but for them it's callous, and for the bottom it's kvedas. We get weaker and weaker. The chaim of Ayesheni negative Harishan, the second base on Mikdash versus the first base on Mikdash, again, that's Kvedis Tekalis. The Vice Rishan, they're living in an era of Navu, of prophecy, of, of the Shechina. So their challenges may be the same challenges as the Ayesheni, but the Ayesheni, without Navu, without the Shechina, that's Kvedis, and it's going to be much more difficult, and the Vice Rishan is Kalis. Lezois, heim of Bechinas Chadoshes, Bechina Nala. What the measure is trying to say is that on the one hand, it's a little bit depressing that look how far we are, look how distant and dismal we are compared to earlier generations. But on the other hand, what the measure is saying is that there's a reassurance that it takes much less on our behalf to pull something off than, than it would take on their behalf because it's so much more difficult and challenging for us. And this is something you hear about, you know, the... The the Magide Meisharim, you know, make this point nowadays when we ask like uh, the question is often often asked, you know, if Rabbi Kivager 
was not able to bring Mashiach. The Chavz Chaim couldn't bring Mashiach. The Baron Cutler couldn't bring Mashiach. You know, how are we supposed to bring Mashiach? The, the, um, the, great, the great luminaries of old were unable to bring Mashiach. How on earth is our Shvach Ador? Our Shvach Ador, how can we bring Mashiach? So the answer is, everything evens out in the end. Meaning, it's true that they were saintly and righteous and pious, the Chavetz Chaim, and, and, and all the tzaddikim from previous generations. And there's no way we're going to reach the piety of the Chavetz Chaim. There's no way we're, we're, we're going to reach the Hasmod and the Avas of of Baron Cutler. There's no way we're going to reach the, the Avas Habrius of Reb Chaim Salvechik. We can't do it. We can't. We're, we're just, things are much more difficult for us. And at the same time, Fakert, since they're more difficult for us, when we push ourselves a little bit, we're like Klai Yisrael Mitzrayim, that just a, a little bit of Tvila was able to effect the Geula because of the Kvedis. So it's much more difficult for us. We're not inclined the way that, we, that they were. But then Fakert, Lu'umazois, we push ourselves a little bit, we're accomplishing a lot because it's so difficult. That's Chadashim Gam Yeshonim, Yishmak. So this is a Yeshoid. You do hear this Yeshoid. Rabbi Yisrael is already saying it over here, and he's reading it back into a Medrash. Um, it's very reassuring for us. Ubezais, Rabbi Yisrael makes it a little bit personal too. As he concludes this Michtav, um, when he's addressing his Talmidim um, and making a pitch, approaching Rosh Hashanah for Musa, as he already made during the Michtav, you know, El is a time of change, transformation, and we want to look for change that is sustainable, that's lasting, and that's, that, that, that we can pull off. So he throws Musa in again, and he extols the virtues and the and the uh, benefits of Musr, says Rabbi Yisrael. Vizayis kamanachnu noimar. We can say the same thing. Limura Musari, learning Musr on the one hand, kalihi mefas atzma, is not a difficult thing to do. The action of opening a Musr sefer and sitting down and learning Musr is something that's relatively easy. So, in other words, it's something small, sustainable, that can get you on track for transformation. Learning Musr itself is is something. Excuse me, that the action is easy. To have a reserve time at Azman Kavu for Musr. That's thrown in there, Rabbi Yisrael says. For Musr to be effective, it has, it has to have a set fixed time. Through his pilus, through his pilus, through, you know, connecting, through arousing the soul, through learning Bekoil, through really internalizing it. However, it's Chadasha. Rabbi Yisrael acknowledges that his Musr movement is a nias, is revolutionary. Is revolutionary. And, therefore, it's something that's going to be kvedis. It's going to be coming with difficulty. What does he mean? He means he knows that the whole world is against him. He knows that, that there's, there's a lot of opposition to Musr. And, and being that it's an innovation, being that it was revolutionary, Revolutions don't always go down so well. Revolutions are not always so popular, especially when you're not a part of the revolution. You're a part of the other side of the fence. Says Rabbi Yisrael, it's kvedis because it's chadashim. It's chadashim. You know, whoever heard of this before, whoever encountered Musr, who was exposed to Musr, there's a lot of opposition. We're, we're a revolution. Um, so you have the maila. What he's trying to say is you have the maila of both. It's something that's pretty easy to do on its own. So it's something that can effect change when you stick to it, but it's something at the same time that I know that the whole world is against us. The whole world is against over here. So it has the beginning of chadashos because everybody, everybody, 
We're very controversial. They're trying to stamp us out. So it's kvedis, and in other words, it will it will reap a lot of reward and a lot of dividends, a big payoff over here. That's the case. As Rabbi Yisrael to his Talmidim, hey, Achazuba, grab onto it, seize it, seize the opportunities. Valtir Pua, don't don't weaken yourselves. Uscharchem, uscharchem Aruba. The reward is gonna again gonna be exponentially um, disproportionate a to the ease, but also proportionate to the, the the opposition that we have, being that we're starting this revolution. Tidy uni na ivhigiachem devarai. Please let me know that you got this message. Please confirm that you got my michtov. Let me hear your feedback. Says Rabbi Yisrael, "V'tisbaruchu b'shana toiva k'nafshechem atoiv." You should be gebenched for a beautiful, wonderful, healthy, sweet, and happy new year. The nefesh yididchem signed fondly. Doresh leimchem Yisrael erev shoshana. Tough Reish Ches signed by Rabbi Salanter. Erev Rosh Hashanah, the year. Tough Reish Ches. That was 162 years ago, which puts us at 18. Tav, I'm sorry, Tavish Chav, which is still 162 years ago, which is 1860. Signed by Rabbi 1860, and that's the end of Michtav Ches. Tomorrow we'll begin another Mikhtav. We may uh, jump around a little bit. We'll see another Shoshana Dikha Mikhtav, Sesame Chuba Dikha Mikhtav, and everyone should take a be well and good benched.